getting you through your workday one hour at a time. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Waving goodbye to Daniel McCarty. Go and rest up, buddy. Uh, you got some big games to call this weekend. Can't wait. Quarterfinals weekend. It's one more sleep away. Well, it's two, actually, because it's Sunday morning and Monday morning, isn't it? And uh, commentary here. Daniel McCarty and Corey Jane bringing you on Sunday morning the All Blacks vs. Island live on SENZ with a build-up as well. And straight after that, at 11 o'clock, myself and Stevie Devine will be hosting the Bunnings Trade Rugby run for three hours. Win, lose or draw, it's a very hard show to plan for, isn't it? Very hard show to plan for on a Sunday. And it'll take a very different shape depending whether we win or lose. Can't wait. Um, It's back. It's back today by popular demand. We're going to have a sweep. We're going to have a sweepstake. Such a big game. Um... And the crew, the good crew at Bluebird, who have produced the magnificent Bluebird thick-cut chips. Big crunch, big taste. Uh, we're going to give away some boxes of that again, like we did last week. Uh, the winners have been sent theirs out. Uh, just text me through and tell me how delicious they are, especially the smoky barbecue ones. Oh, smoky ribs. Oh. Um, so you're gonna, whoever wins the sweep is going to get... In fact, I might give away a couple of boxes of 12 big big bags full. Um, so here's the rules for the sweep. And here's the other thing. We've got the rural roundup on at the moment as well. So Auckland, Wellington, you're hearing me. Rest of the country, you can't hear me, but they're listening to the rural roundup until 1 o'clock. So the sweep's open now. So here's, here's the rundown. And I will keep it open from 1 to 1.30 for text entries as well for when those rural people rejoin us so they'll be able to enter in. So here's the rules. Here's the rules. I just want the final score. All Blacks Island. Final score. We always need a tiebreaker. A try scorer in the game, please. Uh, so you can, I'd love you to ring them through because at the same time we want to discuss Mark Talia, Cam Roygaard not putting on a black jersey this weekend as informed, not even predicted, as informed. So. That's how we're going to do, and the person who gets the closest uh, will win a box of 12 big bags of these magnificent um, thick-cut, this is very hard to, it's very easy to cock this up, Bluebird thick-cut chips. (laughs) Very easy to make a mistake on that. Um, So ring us up, tell us the final score, give us a try scorer in that game. Now if two people, I tell you what, Ties will all get paid. 
Ties, we'll all get a box. 0800 150 811. I want the Finley Christie Cam Roygaard take. I want the um, Mark Talia. Is this akin to a sixth former not doing his homework so he gets a detention? This is the Rugby World Cup quarterfinal. I have Leicester Whanuku has a lot of upsides. Leicester Whanuku has some downsides as well. I'll get into those because the phones are going crazy. So let's get straight into the phone calls. We start with line one. First man in, Chris from Tauranga. G'day, Chris. G'day, mate. How are you? you Very good? well. Yeah, good, good. Hey, I got the All Blacks 22-18. All Blacks 22-18. Actually, just just wait there a sec, Craig, because what I didn't say is when you text it through, text the word sweep and then All Blacks score, Island score and a try score. You have to put sweep in your text message. Then we can find them at the end of the day. Right, carry on. Chris, uh, team selection, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, look, um, Talia will be missed under the high ball, but um, uh, Leicester brings some other qualities that I'm pretty pleased. Um, I was interested to... Uh, Roy Guy's been on fire. Apart from the last match, he wasn't so good. Um, his passing wasn't as crisp. So... Um, I would have still gone with him because I think, you know, uh, he's the ex-factor. But, um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Christie. That's the trouble. But uh, Roy Gard didn't have the greatest um, game against Uruguay. Uh, his passing was, yeah, not his normal standard. So, um, and, his, and his options. So, um, yeah, I'm still pretty pleased. Um, yeah, I think 22-18. Um, I'm... I was going to say 37-13, but uh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you gave yourself an uppercut and came back down to earth. Yeah, came back to 22-18. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, so, uh, look, I'm looking forward to the edge of my seat. Um, yeah, get up early and uh, watch the first one and then, yeah, go from there. So I uh, can't wait. Perfect. It's like, it's like waiting for the uh, semi-final of the Warriors, really. You know? yeah, it bad. really is, uh, and it's like a six-year-old waiting for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's amazing. Yeah. Good, good man, Chris. Good to chat to you, buddy. Okay, thanks. See you, mate. There's Chris, 2218, first cab off the rank. If you're texting through, text the word SWEEP on double eight double three, followed by your score, who wins, and a try scorer. Thank you, sir. Thank you, team. There we go. First one in there. Very similar to Ken's one. Uh, Darren and Aussie. G'day, Darren. Hey, Staffy. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Um, my methodology, and I'm going to say something similar to what Caller just said, is they're both going to kick a penalty to start things off, so that's three all. All Blacks are going to score three tries and convert twos. There's the 22. <laughs> Ireland are only going to score two tries, so they're getting 15. So that's that's my rationale. I like 22, it. 22-15. like people that put thought into it? Don't mind that at all. Yeah. All right, Darren, um, we've got lots of calls. So normally I'd talk to you longer, but we've got seven people waiting. So I'll bid you a fantastic weekend. Yeah, I've got the back of the couch ready for me to go and hide during the match. So it's all good. <laughs> Have you put mattresses up on the walls as well and put a protective screen in front of your TV? <laughs> I think I'm going to apologise to my neighbours in advance. <laughs> yeah, I think. Just invite them. Just yeah. invite them. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. All right, cheers, mate. Thanks, T- buddy. Top man, thanks, Darren. Um, great man. Joey. Joey in Auckland. G'day, Joey. G'day, Steph. Um, I don't like saying this because I'm a Kiwi and I want the All Blacks to win, but I think Ireland will win um, 28-23. Um, I just think, you know, what he's made with the um, changes 
um, if you were picking, if Smith was out of the team, uh, Hogard would be your number one half as far as I'm concerned. And um, I can't believe he, look what he did against South Africa. He scored that try. Mm. Okay, he didn't have a great game the other day, but at the end of the day, I think he's he will be our number one. If you were going on a on a tour to um, to the, to the Northern Hemisphere and, and Smith wasn't in the side, he would probably be our number one halfback and starting. And he's big, strong, and don't get me wrong, Christie's okay, but. Um, you need some guys like that coming off the bench. Put it this way, Steph, coming off the bench, just quickly, coming off the bench, um, who would make more of an impression, Crispy or, or Hawgard? It's not, no brainer, mate. Yeah. No brainer. The, and that's um, why the coach will be judged as probably one of the worst all back coaches we've got if we lose this game. And we, we, we've had, sorry. And, and I don't like putting that on him because I like the guy and I, he, just, he just won't make changes. He, he's stubborn. You know, even um, what's the name at fullback, he, he just won't make changes, and, and um, you live and die on the stores, and that's the way it is. So yep. all I say now, mate, it go the mighty turbo. Who's your try scorer, Joey? Before you go, I guess it's Aaron Smith because he's oh, a turbo. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, the try scorer would be um, Artie Savia. Just quickly, Steph, and um, and Mark Talia. How how stupid are you when you're an all-black and you've got a chance to play in a World Cup quarter-final and you don't do the protocol properly? Mm. I mean, that is just unbelievably not being mean to him. He's a good player, pretty good footballer. But that's dumb. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't like saying that, but it is. Yeah. You know, you've missed out on a quarter-final. Maybe, you know, semi. I mean, mm. crazy. Okay, have a good day, mate. You too, buddy. Good cool. chatting. Uh, let's go down to Christchurch. Talk to Mikey. Oh, g'day, mate. I'm actually going to change my tune. Okay. I'm going to break the All Blacks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Well, Cup, let's do it. Uh, 21-18. Yep. Uh, Leicester scorer. Um, and I've got to say, on the one of the biggest games of your life, Mark Talia, you silly, silly boy. Yeah, like uh, I was thinking about it just actually as Joey was talking I'm like this is sort of an archaic rule that you stay out a bit late and you get dropped from the most important test match of the year the fault doesn't lie with the rule the fault lies with the bloke that broke the rule Absolutely and like the um, I'm sure the players collect and set this sort of stuff right? Yeah they do they do So you've let your team down you've got an all black jersey you were guaranteed probably the first spot <laughs> and you've stuffed it up. Oh, and I tell you what, yeah, anyway, silly boy, I'm very excited for the game. Go the ABs. Um, either way, I think that team who wins will win the World Cup. I do too. I do too. Yep, top man. Good man. Thanks, Mikey. All right. Cheers, Bye. buddy. Um, top of the south we go. Used to be from top of the north. Can't quite decide where to live. Graham. Hey, Steph, can you hear me all right, bro? Yeah, it's windy, so we won't last long. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, everybody, everybody says about Talia, very, very disappointed. He said he paid 10 grand a week to be on that tour. Three grand if he makes the starting 23. That's dumb, mate. Yep. You call yourself a professional rugby player, like those Hawks Bay rugby players call themselves professional, and then they go on a bender. And smash our Ranfordy Shield. And they say the NPC's not worth it. Yeah, well, 
Anyway, I'm really pissed off about it. But um, disappointed Black Hat is not in the 23. Me too. Black Hat, Black Hat or Jacobson, I think he should be in the 23. Um, Papaliti does nothing, mate. He got shown up in the semi-final with the Blues against the Crusaders and he wasn't even up against All Blacks. So I think yeah, that's, I'm disappointed about that. But please for Leicester. Um, I'm going Ireland 22-18, James Lowe to score. Ireland. I, was at the game last year. I was at the game last year in Wellington and Ireland made us look stupid and this team hasn't got out. All Blacks haven't got any better. Um, yeah, I think Ireland, 22-18. James Lowe to score. Top man, Graham. Go to the mighty ABs. Go to the mighty ABs. I'll be supporting them, but, yeah, that's where my heart is, my head, somewhere else. Good point. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Take it easy, bro. See you, Have mate. Have a good weekend, mate. Cheers. You too, buddy. <clears throat> that's Graham. Uh, Life member Zaid. G'day, Zaid. Good afternoon. Now, can I have a guess? All, all, bla- all Blacks 50, Ireland 30. Bowden Barra, any time try scorer. <laughs> Do you think we can get 50 points past that Irish defence? Yeah, mate, we're going to go. Bowden Barra will snuck, snuck a few drop goals in, I reckon. <laughs> I tell you what, if you win the chips, Zaid, I will hand deliver them to you. If 50 30 and Bowden Barrett wins our sweepstake, I will deliver them. <laughs> yeah, all right then, sounds good Good man, Zane, good chatting, buddy uh, One more before the break, we go to Craig in Tauranga G'day, Craig G'day, Steph, how you doing? Yeah, good Good um, I'm going a low-scoring game um, I've, I've been debating it in my head mm. um, I think 17-10 uh, And Rico to score 17-10 All Blacks I didn't say All Blacks. Oh. I didn't say Ireland either. I know. I'm trying <laughs> I, to guess. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with the All Blacks. 17-10. So two converted tries and a penalty to the All Blacks. Converted try and a penalty to Ireland. 17-10. All Blacks win with Rico scoring. What about all of Ireland's drop goals, maybe? You, I feel like we might see drop well, goals in this game. Yeah, could do. I mean, yeah, knockout footy. You know, like, um, yeah, England, Ireland, um, yeah. Northern Hemisphere teams probably a bit more renowned for it than the Southern Hemisphere, so maybe we will. But um, yeah, let's just wait and see. Eh? Uh, as far as as far as the team goes, just really quickly, uh, I think we have the best left winger on the left wing in Leicester. Um, so yeah, not overly disappointed with that. Um, yeah, I'm a bit of a shame for Mark Talier, and I'm, and I'm a Blues supporter, so um, would have been nice to see him. But you know, you, you do the crime, do the time, as they say. Um, and as far as Roygaard goes, I think he, he's the future. Without a doubt, he's the future. His time will come. Um, I'm not overly unhappy with, with the halfbacks as they are. The, the biggest disappointment for me is no Blackadder. I would have had Blackadder on the bench mm. or in the starting lineup. I yep. think he's a, he's a monster, that, that guy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Perfect. Good man. All right. Cheers, Dave. Thanks, Craig. Um, I'm just going to share with uh, the listeners something, and I've promised I've. Um, I've promised I wouldn't name the person that told me. Former All Black, I was on the phone this morning to them about this selection. They have huge concerns with Leicester Fyangonoku starting the quarterfinal. Fantastic attacker, this former All Black. Huge concerns about his defence. Not his desire, nothing like that, but his reads on defence is an absolute weak link that Ireland will work on. When the back line is out to the left, 
and there is Leicester Whaiungunuku on the left wing and Rico Yuani, who's also uh, dis- defensively not a hundy. Ireland will attack those two. They will work around and work on those two. That is this past player's feeling. Um, his preference would have been with Mark Tillier out and with Leicester Whaiungunuku in, Anton Leonard Brown should have been playing centre to organise the backline defence and put Rico on the wing. Just for this game, just for this game, defensive organisation very much concerns this very highly regarded former All Black who I've promised I won't name. So I'm I'm sorry, but I promised them, but I just thought I'd share that with you. And Dalton Papali'i on the bench and not Ethan Blackadder, he summed it up in one sentence. Dalton Papali'i is an athlete. Ethan Blackadder is a mongrel. And what do you need against Peter O'Mani and friends? Mongrel. He thinks we might miss a trick here. Anyway, 0800-150-811. The lines are open. We've got a sweepstake running. You can win a huge, big box, a huge box of three different flavours. We've got the Epic Sock and Vertigo. We've got the Ready Soldier. We've got the barbecue rib chips. You'll get a box of 12 big bags. Um, if you want to have a guess, text double eight double three. You must put the first word of sweep in first, and then your score and a try scorer. Uh, hold on there, James and Fonganui and the other callers, 0800-150-811. Short break, we'll come back. Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Let's go back to the phones and we head to Wanganui where we've got James. G'day, James. Yeah, g'day, mate. G'day. My score is 35. 30- 224 to Ireland, and my scorer is uh, Josh van der Flyer. Ooh, love a forward scoring a try, eh? Oh, mate, they love scoring tries, mate. They love scoring tries. Do you enjoy watching Ireland? Like, I, I don't blame you if you're not going to enjoy watching them Sunday, but do you enjoy the way they play? Yeah, oh, I do. I do. They're playing very much like All Blacks running rugby, very entertaining rugby. Um, you know, they have a lot of ball. Uh, they have a lot of runners through the, through the middle of their field, and they, I do. I really like how they play. I think um, it's pretty entertaining, and it's good. And to be honest, you know what I mean. Like if the All Blacks aren't going to win the World Cup, um, and Ireland do, I'd rather watch a team play entertaining running footy than you know a bit more conservative um, three points or you know like trying to keep keep it intact kind of thing. I really enjoy um, Ireland, and it's shown that it's been really successful for them to play um, that style of footy. So yeah, yeah, I remember last year when they were down here and I was sitting there and I was very disappointed that the All Blacks lost, but I just marvelled at the just the cohesion. I said it a number of times last year that it was just watching a green wave. No players stood out, really. Um, they were just all interlinked, connected, like they'd been playing with each other since they were four years old. It was just so nice to watch. Yeah, it's really good. And um, the minutes, eh, the minutes that they've played together, like they've played a lot of minutes together, um, this team. So, yeah, they're really gelling really well and it's going to be really um, tough for the AB. So hopefully the boys will get up, but, yeah, that's kind of what I can kind of see. Um, their defence is pretty tough. Um, and we struggle a little bit when we get put under pressure of the scoreboard gets ticking over. Yeah. Um, but I think if the first half, if we can put some points on a try, maybe a couple penalties, then we'll be in it. If we don't and we have the same thing that happened to France, then, yeah, I just can't really see us, you know, um, chasing that scoreline and taking it in. Hopefully we do, but 
yeah, this team in the last four years hasn't really shown they can do that. So, yeah. Anyway, mate, that's me. Top yeah. man, James. Good chat. Good chat. Uh, yeah, th- hasn't the game changed? Like, the All Blacks always owned six, minute 60 to minute 80. It's almost the reverse now that we, I feel like we have to get early points. We have to get the lead. I can't see us running Ireland down. All of these things I'm saying, I want, I'd love to be proven wrong. I just can't. I said it earlier in the week, or was it? No, it must have been earlier this week that the only thing Ireland haven't had to do that I can remember is chase like a, a 15-point lead down and put them under scoreboard pressure. I just, I just don't know. The 60-minute thing, the way people used to talk about that, you know, and what was that, eight years ago, 2015, was sort of the last time we had that. And people used to say that, like, we were just fitter than everyone. So at 60 minutes, teams just got gassed and they weren't able to stay with us between us. So is it a fitness thing or is it actually that all the other countries now have enough depth that the bench is just as strong as their starting 15? That's it. So it used to be fitness. And then when it wasn't fitness, we had the best bench. And I'd argue we probably still do have the best bench. Mm. Um, South Africa, maybe. Yeah, South Africa. But again, if they go 6-2, and I haven't seen their team this week, but if they go 6-2 split, if they get two injured backs, they're in trouble. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a risk they're prepared to take on. And with Quagga Smith, he can fill in in the backs. But we saw when Jamison Gibson-Park had to play wing for yep. Ireland. So um, I think our players on the bench are more adaptable or more um, can wear different hats like D-Mac can play 10 yep. wing fullback Anton Leonard Brown can play 12, 13, 11, 14 so we're okay there I also love the point that someone made the other day about why we have this obsession with impact players at the 60 minute mark as opposed to starting like that I can't remember who said it might have been Joey or someone, and they said, like, in terms of DMAC, oh, you got to bring him on in the last 20 to break the game open. Why don't we start him for the first 20 or the <laughs> first 30? Like, why, why is this, why we have this obsession with doing it all at the in the last 20 minutes? Yeah, I've um, always been fascinated, particularly with All Blacks, is if they're behind, then they play expressive rugby because you have to score points. Well, you have to score points at the start. So yeah. why don't you play like that then? Uh, do you know, I've always, uh, well, not always, because it is a relatively recent thing going back to 2019. The All Blacks lose games when teams, like, catch them complete. Not It's not a surprise, but we are like deer in the headlights. England in 2019 was the first sign. Of, England in 2019, now, I grew, like, as an All Blacks fan, grew up, you know, born in 1993, so I can discount the sort of first couple of years of not being aware to know what's going on. And then, yep, 2003, 2007, remember those games well. But for, for me, from sort of maybe 2009, 2010, you know, the best team in the world by country mile for basically 10 years, 2019 semi final against England was the, one of the first times that after that game, I, I didn't have any excuses. We got beaten by a better team, but there was no. Um, refereeing decisions, there were no, oh, you know, yeah, but we missed this player, or whatever. we used to always make excuses. There was no excuse. They completely destroyed us, and we looked shocked after. Remember they scored in the first, like, two minutes or something? And we just looked completely shocked. And then it happened against Ireland down here in New Zealand, where they were just better than us. They just played better rugby, and we were just dare in the headlights. So... That All Blacks team, I'm scared to see. If the, if Ireland come out and score, you know, 12 points early, or they just like they did last put us, week. yeah, or like they just put us under pressure very, very early. We are a team that just 
panic, not not panic, but we have no plan B. That's what's been abundantly clear over the last four years. We have no plan B. So the Bowdens and the Richies and the and even you know Aaron Smith, we start second guessing and we back away a little bit. And so, you know what it looks like? Mm. If, for example, we're down by 12, 20 minutes to go and Damian McKenzie runs on, it's almost like, help, yeah. help, can you, can you win desperate. us the game? We're desperate. So to your point, and this is where I, I – this is I'm – totally in this camp we are only going to win this game if we put them under heaps of pressure really like if we can get a couple of early tries and by 20 minutes we're up by 12 or 14 points that I think is the key to us winning the game but if we if that island team comes out the way you know the, the way that I've just been talking about and we're in a hole and we've got that deer in the headlights look to us I'd be very, very worried. I don't think we we have the cattle or the game plan to come back, like you just said in the last twenty minutes, when we're getting desperate. And I know. feel like if either if the All Blacks are leading fourteen nil in the first twenty minutes, we win. If Ireland are leading fourteen nil in the first twenty minutes, they win. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty clear cut. Mm. If it's even, we'll game on. Yep. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Enter the sweep. I'll give you details straight after the news or text in. Remember to text the word sweep. The score, who wins, and the score, and a try scorer for a deadlock tiebreaker as well. Johnny Mack with the news. Dead. Are you all comfy? Are you all comfy with the um, with the All Black team? I know uh, on the Rural Roundup, Andy Thompson told us this morning that he had. Um, what's his name? In New Zealand, uh, Christopher Luxon. <laughs> In New Zealand, as opposed to <laughs> yeah, uh, leader of the national party, the opposition for at least two more days. Um, and he said, "Has anyone got any questions for him?" I won't tell you what I replied, uh, but so, well, someone asked, "Could you ask him if he's Team Finley or Team Cam Roygaard?" And a text just came through from Andy before saying he's definitely Team Roygaard, hundred percent, unequivocally. I'd say smart man. Mm. Um, some text messages come in. Uh, oh, sweepstake rules. Okay, if you just joined us, running a sweepstake, um, you got to, if you text on double eight double three, which is the temper bed post sweep machine for the first hour or for the next hour, text through your score like New Zealand twenty one, Ireland twenty eight, and a try scorer. The try scorer will only be used if it's needed for a countback. So text that through double eight double three. Always put in the word sweep first. Um, but I really want you to ring up as well on 0800 Whoever gets, whoever wins will win a, a big, 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 big box of um, big, big, big bags of four, uh, three different flavours ready sold at Epic Salt and Vinegar. Big, big chips. Yeah, and you tried them yesterday, Sam. I tried the barbecue ribs, yeah. And you were Well, like... someone asked me, do they taste like barbecue ribs? And they actually do. <laughs> um, it's one of those ones where just as you're about to eat it, you get a little sort of whiff of it, and Ooh. that enhances that rib flavour. So I, I think they've nailed it. I think they've done a great job. Shout out to Bluebird. Um, uh, I haven't tried that. Well, actually, I might bring a bag of salt and vinegar in shortly and give them a whirl. Now, um, obviously, want people to call through and give us their prediction for uh, Sunday. But just on Mark Talia, because mm. um, we were having a little bit of a conversation out there in the office this morning about whether or not he should be stood down. Um, I see a lot of texts in here are very anti the punishment. Yeah. And you are too. I had questions about it in my own head. was just like, 
Um, actually, let's read some of the texts and then I'll give you mine, okay? Uh, from Ken. Staff, hello. I'm okay with the team, but the Talia decision is a worry. Didn't Izzy and Corey Jane go through the same situation and played? No, they, they got stood down for a game. I thought they did as well. They did get stand down for one game, and then they came back in the semi-final against Australia and had the game of their lives. Gave their lives, yeah. And Talia wasn't out on the booze, apparently. Yeah, I don't know what what he was doing. Um, Talia is a loss for his work rate, especially chasing high kicks. Leicester is great in contact and pick and go. Sometimes I reckon the Irish will be happy. I do too, for the reasons I told you and what the former All Black told me on the phone this morning. I said, I, I put it to them, is that is that a bit of an archaic thing? I, I think I previously mentioned, it's a bit like a sixth former not handing in an assignment on time and so they have to sit outside in the corridor. It feels a little bit hmm. immature. But their point was... These are long-standing protocols and standards and is part of being an all-black. And if you breach them, you have to pay the consequence. They are told at the start, these are the rules, break them, you won't play. So they're fully aware. The, the blame sits with Mark Tillier, 100% the blame sits with Mark Tillier because he broke the rules. And I said, is that too harsh? And he said, mate, what that does is it reinforces the importance of the black jersey and it lifts the others. And he also pointed out to me in, a, in his super rugby team, the rock stars got away with a lot of stuff, breaking team rules, didn't get stood down. The new guys broke team rules, got stood down. He said, you yeah. cannot have that in the orbit. No, but but so I'll make two points on that. So the first thing for me is, yeah, it comes back to like a risk because everyone talks about um, – well, sometimes Ian Foster even says it, you know, we want to make better men, not just better All Blacks, or maybe mm. Shag was the one who used to say that. You no know, dickheads policy. Yeah, we're trying to make good men, not just good players or whatever. Um, you know, they're not the moral police. They're not there to babysit these people. They're not there to teach them the values of life. However, I think it's more of a team respect thing, Steph. It's like, how do you, how would you feel in your job if you worked your, your, your ass off, basically, and then a guy comes in at the end and just copies your work um, and gives you no credit and gets the same amount of praise as you. I know that sounds a little bit different, but the point I'm making is everyone else shows up on time. Everyone else goes to the team meetings, does their preparation, does their notes. For someone not to do it, to me, just shows a lot of disrespect. Yep. Even even outside of the whole, oh, it's just a rule, it's a disrespect to your teammates, it's a disrespect to the team, to the management, to everyone that's put time into it. And so, yep. but, my, but my follow-up question to this is, what you just alluded to, if this was Adi Savia, would Ian Foster have said, you're not playing in the quarterfinal? Is it stomachable because it's not? I'm not saying only Mark Talia, but because it's a position that isn't, you know, I'm going to say as important. But I just think if it was someone more key, if it was a a Savia or maybe an Aaron Smith or whatever, would the same punishment have been handed down? I mean, I, it's it's speculation, it's obviously, spe- but I, I think it would. Having I, I take your point before the phone call this morning with four more back, I'd, I'd be in your camp, but after speaking, no they'd be stood down. Incredible. Mm. And that impresses upon the whole squad, everybody, um, we're doing these, this for the right reasons. Um, it's incredible. Well, the other thing too, if I should quickly say, Mark Talia, um, I'm assuming they all room, they all they do, they all have roommates, right? So they all room together. Everyone except the captain, yep. yep. Captain so gets they, their own room. So they're all rooming <clears throat> together, and not only that, but I'm sure he was out with someone. Probably. No, I think he was by himself from what I've heard. Okay, maybe he was on his own. But, yeah, r- roommate in that situation, why aren't you texting him or calling him or whatever, just saying, mate, like, you know, 
don't don't do this. You know, gonna, you're going to get found out or whatever. Maybe that maybe that did happen. Maybe mm. it did happen. But I'm just saying, yeah, you'd hope that there are people around him who are also trying to give him the give him the nudge. There we go. Corey Jane didn't get stood down. He played the quarterfinals against Argentina in 2011. Well, is he definitely got stood down? Because I remember the story is that he, they, he got stood down and he was gutted and he felt he let the team down and then they came out and played the semi final. That was the one they were in North Shore and Pity Wepu had to go and pick them up, eh? Hey, and they were in a pub. Didn't they, miss the, no, didn't they miss the bus, the team bus? No, I thought they went out after curfew. You're going to go hunting for it. And there was another, I don't know whether this was public knowledge, but there was another all black trip to Argentina and they were in camp in Auckland. And um, <laughs> one of the all blacks missed the flight. Didn't get home to the team hotel that night. Had a whole night bender. A whole night bender. And their roommate was trying to cover for them, just saying, oh, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. And then in the end, didn't get on the plane. Didn't make the plane. Um, there's there's a history of it. There is there is a big, big history of it. Um, let's get through some text messages. Got a lot. Staff, in the modern era, mongrels will lose the game. Athletes will win the game. I don't know. Like, Peter O'Mahony's a mongrel. I don't mean mongrel that they're going to um, that they're going to not those hothead mongrels. I'm not talking about those sorts of guys. Like, uh, oh, his name escapes me. The Argentinian that's got the most red cards in the world. Um, I've got Dave from Palmy. Dave, I might just get you to hold there because an ad break will cut our call short. So I'll tell you what, I'll take the ad break now, Dave. You hold on there. We'll talk to you after this. Getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Let's go back to the phones. Dave, g'day Dave. G'day Staff. I must admit I've spent most of the morning trying to work out the first 12 and probably my only chance to win 10 million for free. (laughs) But I have thought about the all-hacks. Hey, did Sam get followed across the bridge today by black Teslas? Oh, it's Sam. Teslas make an appearance? No. A white one. Oh, okay. A white one. Oh, they know he's onto them. He's not changing. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you said, that, you said the black one was the, um, who did you say the, the, they were yesterday? The, secret... the TAB Mafia. The TAB Mafia. So, what, so what, what are the white cars then? What are the white Teslas? Well, it's their bosses. Um, is he just to make... They're just to make you uh, have a bit of security and think no one's following you. <laughs> they have windows. That's good. Hey, look, with this with this game, I think the first 20 is going to be so important. Um, I actually think Bundy Arkey could get a red card. And I'll tell you why, because he'll be still wondering why he wasn't selected over here. He's got something to prove, and he's that sort of player. Sometimes he overdoes it. And so there could be a red card, and if I had to pick one, it would be Bundy Arkey. Um, with the um, Talia thing, you know, in the past we look at guys that had indiscretions, and it doesn't matter how good they are. You know, Cruden, Aaron Smith, Kano, they've always all been stood down at some point, mm. you know, for indiscretions. So it doesn't matter how good you are. You know, it wouldn't have mattered if it was Artie Savia. They've got to keep that, that rule you know, and stick by it because in the future, you know, it wouldn't have mattered if it was Richie McCaw. If you if you change the rules, then they'll go, well, there's the president. I shouldn't be stood down sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I think uh, it'll be 21-17 to New Zealand and Geordie Barrett will get a try. And Geordie. Perfect. 
Yeah. Excellent, Dave. Okay. Thanks, and, buddy. And the um, the Hawks Bay Dustbusters, they'll beat Wellington. Okay. <laughs> Have a good weekend. <laughs> it's the call of the week. The Hawks Bay Dustbusters. I like that. I've got a heap of text. So what I'm going to do, going to take our last break just a little bit early because I want to get through them all so we can kick off uh, the next hour. You will enjoy the next hour. We have highlights of every Rugby World Cup quarterfinal New Zealand's been in. A trip down memory lane. It's going to be fun. Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Righto, let's get through as many text messages as I can. Uh, from Chris. Finley Christie does his job pretty well, gets to the ruck fast and has good passes and defensively he is also solid. I don't see any issues there and on Talia he is a big loss but that's the coaches and the leadership group's decision. It is and it wouldn't have been a surprise once he got caught what had happened. Uh, Matt, I don't get it Steph. I can't stand the Irish style. It's so, so negative. <laughs> they look to get a lead and kill the game with constant stoppages and break other teams' flow. For the good of the game they have to lose and they will. Look, I respectfully disagree. I think they play a beautiful flowing game. Yeah, they might have the odd stoppage, but nowhere near what England and South Africa do, Matt. But um, I enjoy them. Staff, your former All Black is almost correct with Leicester's defence, but Rico is the problem. Uh... No read at all defensively, so players around him are scrambling. Sadly, I hope we win, but I don't think we will. Cheers, Graham. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, it's highlighted. I'd, I, I'd never been um, brought to my. It's never been brought to my attention. Leicester Fionnuku maybe a, a slight defensive concern, and it's a lot that he shies away from tackle. It's his reading. Um, uh, Boris, I'm not going to read out all the sweep entries because there's over 100, uh, but this one I dragged over because it says the rationale, he's got the sweep is 45-6 to New Zealand with Cody Taylor scoring. The rationale, the Go Media game plan was our blueprint and we've tucked it away ever since. Boris, man, I hope you're right. If we get a Go Media Stadium and get Springboks performance from the All Blacks, I'll be happy days. Hi, staff. Looks like a strong All Blacks team to me. I agree with Dean. All pressure is on the Irish too. Number one, they are the favourite ranked number one. Number two, the winning streak record. Number three, never won a World Cup quarterfinal. Up the ABs, Jace Whangare. I just feel like the World Cup has so long between World Cups the whole DNA of a team can change, which it has, I feel, under Andy Farrell. And this team, this team don't think about, oh, we've never won a quarterfinal because some of them have never played in a quarterfinal that could even buoy them or spur them on. Someone mentioned to me this morning, this, is, this island at this World Cup has the same feel as South Africa in the 1995 Rugby World Cup. Remember then that World Cup with Nelson Mandela, Francois Pina, it was more than a game of rugby. It was a game for the country. Now, I know they were the hosts and Ireland aren't the hosts, but it feels very Irish, this World Cup. They're predicting 90% of the crowd will be in green for this quarterfinal. 10% will be mixed between Mufti Day pay you 50 cents at the gate and all black supporters at the ground. It, it, 
it, it's got an air of inevitability about it and bigger than the game of rugby. Um, the Kona Ironman World Champs are on this Sunday for females only. Uh, friend of the show, Els Fisser, is lining up along with two Kiwi Pro women who shared the podium with her in Taupo, Hannah Berry and Rebecca Clark. That'll be my entertainment after the All Blacks. Have a great weekend. My SENZ Farno up the ABs, the magnificent Brett from Huntley. Uh, not picking Roygaard reminds me of not picking Ben Smith against England four years ago. Then the next game, Ben Smith played, and he played out of his skin in the bronze match, and it was a week too late. It's a massive reputational game for a lot of people involved in the All Blacks, isn't it? Uh, Foster has made big changes in leaving the old firm out of the front row. Big call for Williams and Newell to go on the bench if the All Blacks are behind and under pressure. Dan, it's just so anticipated, isn't it? So anticipated. We're going to bring you highlights from every All Blacks quarterfinal from 1987 right through to 2000. And 19. A little trip down memory lane in the next hour when the Rural Roundup crew, they'll join us as well and we'll give them the opportunity to enter into the sweep. So the sweep will stay open for another half hour. Remember to put sweep before you score and play it.